Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to the Archaeologist Digest podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolve. I am your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. The participants gathered here have extensive experience playing on official PvP servers, whether as a solo player, a small tribe, or as an alpha tribe. As I call out our participants for tonight, just say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in ARC. Zach! Hello. It's going well. I have 2,183 hours on ARC. Sparkwolf? Uh, hi there, and I've got 1,200 and some odd dodos of hours on ARC. <laughs> Rico? Just plus 2,900 yesterday, plus whatever I did after that. Congratulations. Rachel? Hello, I have 1,024. Stray? Hey, I have 980. Flemmer? Me again? <laughs> we didn't hear you the first time. We didn't time. hear you last time. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. No. Sort of. Hey, boop. We have the technology. Hi, I'm Flummer, and I have 862 hours in art. All right. So, for episode number four, we will be talking about war preparations, which is an apt topic considering that we are all at the tail end of preparing for a war with a self-proclaimed alpha tribe on the Scorched Earth server we are currently playing on. But before we talk any more about that, Let's do a quick rundown of the most recent update to the game, version 247, which saw the addition of a new item, two new dinos, and some other changes to the game. Now, night vision goggles. We haven't yet been able to play with those, but they've been added, right? Yes, yeah, I bought the uh, engram for them yesterday. Do you remember how much the engram cost? 100 freaking points. Wow. Yeah, that was a nice chunk of uh, the thousand I still had left. Well, it should certainly make nighttime fighting a lot more interesting than for those who can't rely on up in their gamma uh, via certain or those whose oh, whose graphics card wasn't set properly to begin with i've never been able, had a problem with night i've always been confused when people complain about until someone explained it to me <laughs> um, see i play on a flat screen tv so i'm able to play with the gamma on my flat screen and not the game itself so it's same here when i noticed it dark the first time i played this game i was like nope not doing it well for an N nvidia card users you can go into the control panel Make sure your NVIDIA card is in charge of the monitor settings and just up the gamma through there, and it will work for ARC. Nice little tip. So, two new dinos. Of course, we've been waiting for the Tapajero. However, it's only on the island and the center. It's not on Scorched Earth, which a lot of people are bummed about. Yeah, well, we'll be able to bring them through soon enough. <laughs> and there's also the Arcaterix, which is not a shoulder-mounted dino from what we're hearing. Ooh, pick it up like it's a dodo. isn't it? It's that little parachute, yeah. Parachute dino, I guess we call it. So it's not a shoulder mount. That's surprising. It's useless. Yep. Uh, wind turbines are now functioning properly on the center and the island. Uh, Rachel, were you able to confirm whether that was true or not? I'm sorry, say again. Uh, the wind turbines. Were you able to... Oh, uh, I guess they don't work, maybe, on the island. If they move, they're working. Uh, I mean, it's moving, but there's no wind. There may it just be some that they need to add to uh, Just add in. Map. Okay. Now, here's a good one. We made we... it work. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we can now tame name our turrets, and the turret name will show up in the tribe kill log. That's pretty awesome. That is Useful. very awesome. Yeah, I like that feature. No more. Where the hell did it happen? We don't know. <laughs> um, also, another favorite of mine is in op menu options to disable bloom and light shafts have now yes. been included. So I don't no longer have to hit tab oh, and type it in manually. Do that every time. <laughs> you know you can just press up and it'll go to the last thing you put into your console, right? Yeah. Ah, I did not know that. Hmm. Well, now you don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to. Too late. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, those were the the major things that came with the the recent update. So let's talk about war preparations. We're in the middle of prepping for a big fight where the self-proclaimed Alpha Tribe has been a real pain in the arse for a lot of us, uh, a lot of players, and being rather tyrannical as, in a fashion. Mm-hmm. I still say we should have hit them on day three when we could have done it with pikes and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and bows. You might want to, uh, I just thought Sean did restate that because I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> Uh, we'll have We're to in war preparations going. on our yes. Scorched Earth server. There we go. Yes. <laughs> now, this is going to be for many of our older members who have been a part of uh, Beast and now Frozen Throne. This is going to be a fight that differs from many of the others we've had, which normally relied on our power of dinos for the most part. We're talking about Bastardos, Faction Black. Peter Wars, those all required our heavy use of dinos. This time we're going in boots to the ground. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited. Due to the geographical I'm, I'm really difference. Yeah. Due to the geographical and the, just the distance we'd have to cover and how annoying Scorched Earth is to try and move dinos. And the general lack of dinosaurs we actually have. Yeah, it seemed like best to do a, an infantry raid, basically. Yes. And we are preparing this by stocking up on rockets, homing rockets. We've got a fair supply of rocket launchers, but we're also going to be using flame arrows. Most ridiculously overpowered weapon in the game. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the homing missile. We've been testing them out. They're pretty effective. We've had to use them against uh, wild wyverns, which have been kited over to our area. Surprisingly, after we came Their their regular pattern coming out of the mountain seems to come right up past where Kitty's base is, down the ramp from uh, a little hut is. So, I mean... I'm not so sure they need to be kited to us. Well, we didn't start seeing them until the day of when we finally kibble-tamed a 120 Rex, and the Alpha saw it. We've seen them almost every day since then. Yeah, like almost clockwork. So something changed within that first week to two weeks we've been on the server to make this happen? Would it be surprising if something did change? It's possible, but... I think it's more, it's rather coincidental that suddenly they're showing up on almost on our doorsteps when we're finally making headway on this server. Maybe they just didn't have the, uh, the maybe their programming wasn't set to wander out as far during the first week. I mean, can you imagine if we've been trying to build when those things were showing up? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Somebody got wiped out yesterday by a wild dragon. <laughs> Watching them bitching global for a couple hours. So uh, another thing we're relying on are flame arrows, which is the, one of the newest additions to the game. <laughs> Horribly overpowered. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about that because already on Reddit there was a thread written by uh, Molasses Fats saying that uh, fire arrows need to be balanced. Now, fire arrows do, what is it, 100 damage on initial impact and then 100 damage then per second. 700, second. yeah. 700. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 100 per second for 7 seconds. Now we Plus were... the initial blast totaling 800. Right. So we were testing this on one of our own Rexes. We had one of our members leave the tribe and test it on one of our Rexes, and he was doing a really good job of damaging our Rex without even being hit. But, you know, Spark, this was you, right? Yeah, that would be correct. I have a speed build character, so me being a speed build character with no points in the melee and all my points in the movement speed, and having just a regular bow with fire arrows, I was able to take our Rex all the way down to half health without even really trying. It was rather sad to see that a Rex that back on our server would be blind or anything of that nature was, well, basically a chump. Yeah. Uh, there was no, there's no getting around it. Uh, that's quite literally well, what it is. Well, the, uh, the, the saddle factor. It doesn't seem to be too that much. 
Really? Even, okay, then, never mind. even even with a fire damage else? is an elemental type damage. It should not affect be affected by armor. Yeah, that's they only said that recently on a. Uh, yep, they said that recently. The devs did well, honestly, I, on my, that my fire, electricity, the, and poison isn't affected by it. If the uh, dot scaled down as it burned, or was just even you know half as strong, it'd be a hell of a big difference. Even two hundred damage for a flamer is still overpowered. Mm -hmm. Well. Although, I gotta say, I shot Sean in the chest with a one for oh, one last night, point blank. It broke his armor, but it didn't kill him. <laughs> I and still had a hundred players. Eight hundred health. Well, no, I think it scales with. Uh, it's different when it comes to players. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though is while you're, I think it, it comes down damage. to health regeneration. Well, no, there there's a few different reasons why it would do that. One is it comes down to a the health regeneration of the person. You know, while you're sitting there. Hungry, you eat, and when you eat, you do heal a little bit. And as long as you've got, you know, uh, basically any type of food in your inventory as well as water, you're able to regenerate your health at a little bit of a faster rate. Same for the dinos. So if the dino's food inventory is being drained, stamina being drained because he was using the stamina to try and chase me, and I kept, uh, he kept running out of stamina, it basically makes it to where you can efficiently make it to where their health regeneration becomes zilch. Yeah. Now, oh, we're, we're, some of us are of different opinions <laughs> in regards to the flame arrow. Tell some me. Are, feel it needs to be white, uh, not white, but balanced. Others feel it's fine the way it Look is. I personally think flame arrows are fine as they are because they give small tribes and solo players a, a good advantage when they're going up against larger tribes with strong dinos. Let me put it this way. There is a very, very high mortality rate in any raid that's going to be undertaken. Yeah. The new homing rockets, fire arrows flamethrowers, etc. Stuff is, and the devs have said this before on their on their videos, they wanted to give players on foot a chance against dinos. Exactly. I think How it's have fine. they given them a win button against dinos? I, I, I disagree. Well, think about this. How many players actually run around with bows? And also think about the durability of bows. Think about the fact that no one's been saving blueprints for bows. Now, mm -hmm. the only thing I, that's I faster than the bow would be the compound bow. Well, Rico, you're also kind of, um, let's say, the grinder was probably the happiest day for you because you were able to do a lock stock garage <laughs> sale of all the stuff that you hold on yeah, to. Yeah, I did, I did manage to upgrade an entire standard issue flak uh, and, uh, and simple weapon set out of that. Well, when it comes to blueprints, we tend to save the best. I mean, Why on uh, on our yellow? island server, <laughs> we have a mascot blueprint for the regular bow, and I wish we had it on the server with us right now because we could really. I'm going to murder really Melon. I, I am going to feed him his intestines. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you, you dance it. with him first, like a jump rope. <laughs> I mean, you're already dressed like a Lady Gaga, so you might as well go ahead and act like you're wearing a meat suit while you're at it. I need to go. Burned, uh, cook myself to death in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let's get back on topic here. Now, we're fighting without dinos, and we are fighting an enemy who's on the opposite side of the map. So logistics are going to be very important about what we take, because we got to try and take everything with us in one go of what we need for this fight. We have very long supply lines, which we will have to establish. Whereas we have to establish, for us in this fight, we want to establish a forward operating base. It's a bit of a nightmare, is one way to say it. I don't think it'll be as much of a nightmare. I think it will be a nightmare, but so long as we're moving in a pack and we don't separate from each other, it's not that big of a deal. Every time we've gone out into the wild, if we've rolled solo, bad day. But anytime I, we've... I've done just fine rolling solo. Yes, but none of us have your melee, now do we? Melee nothing. Bolas. Bolas, man. <laughs> Bring a bola and a tent. You will be fine. 
I'm a speed build. I don't have time for bolas. I have time for arrows. <laughs> you have time for bolas because your job is to sit there and have them run to you. My job is to have them run after me and lead them on a merry chase across the top of the mountains. Yes, your job is to run in he uh, headstrong. My job is to be patient and wait for my moment. Ay, ay, ay. The, cla <laughs> the classic discussion, what's better, melee or speed? Yep. <laughs> and the real answer is uh, both. Oxygen. Oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only in certain situations, which was very useful for us in that uh, underwater fight of ours uh, a few oh, months sure. ago. Hey, but in the desert, he never has to worry about drowning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the terrain that we're going into is all mountainous terrain. Um, these guys are based in the what is it, the Red Obelisk? Where yes. the valley is circled by mountains, so very hard, especially if they were to block off the passes into the area. But we plan to have snipers ready, uh, teams with rock uh, homing missiles to shoot their the flyers out of the sky if possible. And one thing we also want to try and set up is a, a secondary outpost with a minigun supported by auto turrets to try and shred their golems and flyers and any other ground units they might try and bring out of their base. Essentially, we want to try and pin them inside the base. Uh, another factor in this fight is the weather. You know, we got sandstorms, we got severe heat, we've got lightning storms. These are all going to be major factors that could really throw whatever plans we put out there off. I mean, there was one, at least one plan we were looking at that involved the weather. Yeah, the the I lightning was particularly storms. excited about that plan. Yeah, I was going to say the only weather uh, the weather storm that could hit us or hit the battlefield whenever we're there, and it would actually be de more detrimental to us than it would be to them, would be the sandstorm. Because through my own testing things, we already know sandstorm drains our stamina and our dino stamina when we're exactly. riding them, except for one type of dino. The flyers, for some reason, their stamina does drain, but it does not drain at the same rate. As ours does, but or, the the good thing about that though is even that even though that's true, they're they're not sprinting. They don't have the ability to sprint if they're being ridden. So they're moving at a, a, a regular walking pace or flying pace. So it makes it easier for us to shoot them if we can see them in time. That's the thing though. With limited visibility, we're relying on homing rocket missiles to take them out. Sandstorm. That's going to be very short window to try and get a lock onto a bird and fire the missile. And if they're coming straight for you. You have a bet better chance of that rocket going off, hitting them and you at the same time because they're going to be that close to you. Sandstorm visibility, I mean, half the time we're walking up on rock elementals and we don't even know they're there yet. So we're almost that standing directly on top of them. Yesterday. Yeah. During a sandstorm, even if they're not sprinting, a flying mount is going to be very deadly during a sandstorm just for that reason. Unless you're equipped with fire arrows and can nuke them the moment they pick you up and hopefully have a parachute on you or be close enough to the ground that it's not going to kill you. Because the moment they start taking the dot damage, they're going to drop you because they don't want to get hit twice. Yeah. Which, the funny part is, the dot doesn't stack, so... No, but 100 points of direct damage with a primitive bow. Oh yeah, that's, that's gonna be nasty as hell. That's pretty damn nasty, no matter who you are, and... I guarantee you, anybody hit by that, you're going to immediately want to go into recovery mode. Drop whatever you're carrying and get back to a safe spot where you can heal. Yeah. But if we starve them out, they're not going to have near as much meat to be able to heal their meat eaters with, which means eventually they're going to be starving their dinos because we're going to wear them out that way. The only dinos that we're going to have to worry about at that point will be the rock golems. Rock elementals come up near us, a little detrimental, but still, we'll have explosives. We'll be able to kill them that way. 
turn around, we've already tested metal spike walls. Yes, the rock elemental can do a lot of, or do some damage to a metal spike wall, but it can't jump over them. It can't walk across the top of them. Mm -hmm. So you place that down in front of their path. Now you're cutting off their path. They won't be able to get near you. You'll basically bottle them in, and the only thing you have to worry about is them throwing rocks at you, which are exuberantly easy to dodge. Unless, of course, you happen to be the guy in the minigun turret, then you might be a little <laughs> SOL, because you're going to be yeah. a nice big target. But oh. at the same time, that comes down to range. The yeah. rock elemental's rock throw is not that far. It's decent, but it's not that far. So our position for this is to make sure we are placing this structure well out of their the rock golem's throwing arm in order to shred them with the, uh, the Gatling gun or the minigun turret. Another plan is to supplement those spikes and all that is I've been crafting large bear traps to hopefully catch them, slow them down, have our snipers take out their riders, and then we can just finish them off with rockets. Because uh, that minigun turret guy, he's going to have to have some backup. At least one other person with him with a rocket launcher, I'm thinking. Yeah. Another thing we can do is me and uh, me and our other guy, Doma, that's a speed build, rockets aren't the only explosive that'll do a lot of damage to a target. Rockets do a lot of damage, and it's a very large splash area. C4 also does... Quite a bit of damage on a single target and it scales out quite a bit mm -hmm. being a speed build character they're focused on trying to get the minigun turret we can probably run up on the golem place the c4 detonate it you know place one c4 on one leg place the other c4 on the other leg detonate it that's going to do damage right there in itself so we don't have to rely solely on rockets for that this is true so aside from obviously weapons that is explosives arrows what else do we need to be bringing into this fight obviously supplements which uh, are our own customized recipes for food that uh, one that's good against heat that uh, one recipe that's really good against heat what the hell is it called again the callian soup yeah there you go it would also yeah. be good that's if we had be, one that's gonna be a lifesaver it would also be good if we had a recipe that would actually refill our water but it just our yeah. food because we run out of water we a lot always, faster yeah. than we do food food yes we run out however it's just the limited supply of the well Indeed. Because you need to add one water skin per Normally recipe. healing potions are another thing we tend to bring with us in a fight, though given our limited resources, limited time and all that, we won't really have much in the way to, to have those with us, unfortunately, which is going to be supplemented by the fact we're going to have so many sleeping bags and beds set apart so we can quickly respawn if we need to. And something else to consider is the enemy's loot that we're going to be able to get a hold of as we kill them or they kill us. A loot bag on the ground sometimes... Uh, I, at least from my own experience, loot bags on the ground, you uh, walk by the loot bags until after, you know, the fighting's done or at least the auto turrets are taken care of and all that stuff. Now, because we're going to be limited on supplies ourselves, there'd be a good risk to actually going over there and hitting the bag, the death cache. Mm -hmm. Because it's either going to be ours or it's going to be the enemies. And depending on what they had with them, we can either get food, resupplies, guns, ammo, whatever it may be carry on from there. The only thing I think we're probably going to end up turning away just because of weight limitations would be saddles, dinos, but still, yeah. even a throwing spear with a weapon in our hand. Um, another thing we're doing is uh, uniforms for this fight, so it's easy to figure out who's who on the battlefield for us. Prior to this, we hadn't really done uniforms in our tribes on the island server we play on, so this should be good. This was Flemmer's idea, and we all agreed. Made sense. It does make sense, because... A lot of the fighting is going to be happening outside of a sniper's uh, range of ability. Uh, the fact that, you know, they're going to be sitting outside of the distance where your name would actually show up to them. And mm -hmm. if, however it plays out. So they won't know friend from uh, friend and ally from enemy. So they'll just be shooting at whoever happens to be there. 
granted, we're going in there with no dinos. So if you see somebody riding a dino, chances are pretty good that's probably an enemy. But if there's somebody else running around with a pike, who's to say that's an enemy and who's to say that's not Rico running headlong into a group of enemies to try and pike them down? Does anybody want to hear the most disgusting thing I've ever seen for for an engram for, or an engram cost? <laughs> sure. Vision goggles. 240 polymer, 180 metal, 250 electronics, 210 uh, cementy paste, 250 crystal, 30 angler gel, and 15 absorbent substrate. With only 45 uh, durability and zero armor. I kind of feel like I just got kicked in the stones. <laughs> and that's for the night vision? Yeah, that's for the night vision. Wow. Yeah, that's not even really worth it. Like, I mean, I, I guess to an extent it could be worth I it, but cost wise. <laughs> Yeah, just think you could just learn the Fiomio saddle and that'd be more useful. <laughs> so, uh, what are some of the other items our fighters are going to need to bring with them? Whips, obviously, is something we should bring. I think boomerangs, honestly, because we can stack them into a group of ten. Mm -hmm. Boomer, uh, I, honestly, I don't know why anyone would ever go anywhere without a boomer. Boomerangs, whips, and bola. See, Trunk does bola... a really good job with his, uh, what is it, his boomerang. Knock people yeah. on one hit. Yeah, me, I can freaking peg people all day long with mine and everything else just by simply dancing around them. Yeah. It, honestly, Bola, I would tend to disagree with just because I don't have that We're good of luck with fire them. damage in an enclosed space or if you track back over an ally. It's a great backup weapon and something that everyone should have. But in a large-scale fight, we've got people in close quarters, we all run around a dino throwing boomerangs. <laughs> You start knocking your buddies out. Too. Yeah. That's yeah, but I'm well, thinking about the fact that it weighs... The thing I was thinking of about the fact with the boomerang is it acts like a club. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, yeah. it doesn't have the durability of a club, but it has the durability of a spear, and it's able to stack. It weighs less than a club, or, you know, let's say you had ten clubs in your inventory and ten boomerangs. The ten boomerangs are going to weigh less. It's both ranged and melee. It clicks to a poor, so in a lot of ways, it is better than the club depending on the level of the club. So, of course, an Ascendant club is going to outweigh a boomerang. So, yes, I would agree with you. Throwing a boomerang into the middle of a group of both friendlies and enemies, bad idea. But well, even you don't have to throw it at friendlies because of the way it rotates back to you. Sometimes you can think you're just fine, and then it decides, ah, I've got to go to the right this time, and as it loops back around, it knocks yeah. everybody. Yeah, sorry about that, Flimmer. <laughs> I am salty. No, it's an extremely good weapon for the, the stuff you've listed. It just, it does have its downsides. It's a great backup, and if you're ever stuck alone, a boomerang is your best friend. Yep, e-craft, easy to make, easy to Indeed. So, what are we going up against? We know they have at least two rock golems. A wyvern, supposedly being bred at this current point. Well, it's, it's a baby wyvern, so yes. I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about it, because I, unless I remember juvenile below is not going to attack you. Right. It, it yeah, might. Just... It, it's, that one's going to be a little heartbreaking, because, you know, wyvern and dragon lovers everywhere, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to pike down an enemy's baby wyvern, but as long as it's not full grown, I highly doubt it. It's going to be I'm that good. I'm going to with glee when I do it. Yes, Rico the baby I know killer. you will. But, uh, no, I think the <laughs> bigger threat... Too. As the rock golems would be their Argents, and uh, gotta say it, the Rexes. They've got, yeah. what, seven high-level Rexes? I wouldn't say they're high-level, because most of them were meat tames. They right. weren't really kibble tame, so a lot of them were not kibble tame. They didn't start kibble taming the Rexes until after they saw our 120 perfect tame. So yeah. that, of course, right there made them go, oh crap, we need to hurry up and step up our game, because yeah, we've got these guys on resources, you know, we're building we been in a really good location. For our rifles? But That's what I'll be doing here soon. They've got better diamonds. 
though, you know, what's better, having a really good base and good resources or having really good dinos or trying to find a, a pitch perfect? And one of the things I have to say, and I think a lot of people assumed that it was weaker, would be the Adobe structure. Found out the other day the Adobe structure is not as weak as what we thought. It's much more durable than we thought. We had a, it's a actually rock- as adorable. It's 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 actually as adorable, durable. Sorry, as stone versus dinosaurs. Yes, well, versus Ike's dinosaurs. Rico could break in in like two seconds. Yeah, true. No, um, let me do the math real quick, and I'll I'll tell you exactly how long it would take me. <laughs> So, I mean, versus dinos-wise and everything else, that's not going to be really that big of an issue. So attacking even an Adobe structure, you're going to need resources to do that, which I'm actually pleased that they did. Yeah. Uh, they made it that way. Now, one of our concerns is that, granted, this tribe's base is looks like it's comprised mainly of stone, but that doesn't jive with their location where it gives them a large uh, an access to a large amount of metal. Yeah, but uh, one of the things I have to say is look at what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been drop hunting, but they're mainly been probably drop hunting for uh, blueprints, not exactly resources, because they've been mainly going after the deep sea crates. Right. A lot of the resource crates, everybody else has been getting to because they're a lot easier to get to. I mean, you can see them from clear across the freaking night sky. Uh, the deep sea crates, not so much. So they've been hunting those. I mean, blueprints wise, yeah, they've got probably got us beat. They probably got some really good gear. A lot of those resources they've probably been gathering has been going into making that gear because that really good gear we all know personally. Two minutes for me to go through a wall with a hatchet. It's wow. going to cost us quite a bit. Yeah, and we're really on the the, the tough end because we're going in without dying. I told you we're I going tell you exactly in with how long it take me. A lot of primitive weapons, uh, primitive tools, primitive pike, uh, primitive bows. Uh, our crossbows, fortunately, are journeymen because we were able to get a bl- blueprint for it. Now, uh, another concern is potential allies of this alpha tribe. Uh, there's one particular one pretty close proximity to where they're based at, which, if they decide to come help the alpha tribe, will certainly give them the ability to flank us rather quickly. Yes and no. I'm worried, yes, and there is a good potential threat there, and it's worthy of noting, but also at the same time, I just remember everything that this tribe's been doing, and honestly, I think the only reason why they've got the allies they do is because, A, those allies helped them out with, you know, achieving the so-called alpha status uh, so quickly uh, with taking down Darkness. Mm-hmm. But and Darkness of- is a former power tribe on the island server we played on, who was ousted a long time ago. And just continue to pop up. I wish like... Malty wasn't such a duplicitous uh, uh, fuckstick, because I would have loved to have been able to uh, to make uh, make him into a useful idiot. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna laugh if he's listening to this. <laughs> if you are, hi Malty, fuck you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rico. So let's talk about some of the reasons why we're even bothering attacking this alpha tribe. Because our, our purpose on the Scorched Earth server, along with some of the other tribes, is that we wanted to make this a you know an off-world site for us for the most part, gather all the stuff we want, and just send it back to the island, which is our real concern, our main priority. Mm-hmm. Basically, have enough personnel on standby, standby to steadily keep going after the new stuff because they're they are already talking about bringing more and more to scorched earth, and having more or less kind of like a trading outpost. Of course, we get first dibs on all the good stuff for ourselves. But, you know, as we bring the stuff back to our server, you know, a lot of the older stuff, like, say, okay, we get, we have our hands on a blueprint for a apprentice whip. And we make whips and send them back and, you know, we we trade them out for things that we need or want or, you know, dinos. Even selling uh, dinos to people who don't have the Scorched Earth expansion. 
Exactly. I mean, I, I so, showed a picture to a uh, female coworker of mine for Jerobas. After the Nomads took out Darkness, their immediate mo aggressive moves, I've, I've seen that behavior before. Hell, I've done that behavior before. Granted, I had a huge tribe at my back at the time, and we backed it up pretty quickly. But these guys, I knew within a day or two, they'd get bored and raid someone, claim it was for a violation of their rules, and it'd be utter bullshit, and day and a half later, they raided three tribes out of boredom, and they kept going like that. And then that, we, we've seen them lie on Global about reasons attacking other tribes, and we know they lied. But also invasion into a tribe's uh, privacy. Invasion into a tribe's privacy, okay? Just because mm -hmm. one tribe goes and does something that's against your quote-unquote rules, that does not mean all the other tribes on the server are doing the same thing. So that does not give you the lock stock permission to just... Bust in and be like, show me your stuff or you're getting wiped. Unless you have reasonable doubt, you should not be doing that, okay? This is a game where people come to enjoy, and a lot of us yeah, that, are here just to enjoy That's always something I used to it. argue back in the old days of the old members of Beast. That was something Sean and I would always be arguing against doing, because a lot yeah. of them would want to be doing that kind of stuff. I mean, it, to me, uh, honestly, a lot of us are older people that play this game. Not a lot of us are, you know, kids. Mainly because this seems to be a bit more of an adultish type game. This is one that isn't for somebody who just wants to get in and, you know, get the great KOS kill and play of the game. This is something you go into for the long haul and you do it because it's enjoyable. Yeah. So when you start doing that type of thing, like what they did to us, they came in and did a so-called, for lack of a better way of describing, barracks inspection on us. For bullshit I thought it felt like reason. more like a contraband search. Yeah, under the that, pretense Were you that, here? Because it felt more like we had people that were Anne Frank hiding up in the ceiling. That, yeah. That's, well, that's the reason why I'm saying barracks inspection. Barracks inspection was see who's all in the barracks, get an accountability, look for contraband. Uh, if there is contraband, report it. If there's other personnel, report it. I mean, it, it, to me, that was severely over the top for a quote-unquote mm -hmm. alpha tribe. And this was under the guise of their so-called rumor that someone was raising two wyverns, which was against their server rule, where Except tribes are only allowed one wyvern. It's actually not against wyvern. their own... Uh, you're allowed to... The, their rules were originally stated as unless the second one is being immediately sent Right, back. yeah. So raising well, you two that would one. be a yeah. violation of their rules. But then they... Well, no, they stepped it up recently where they said... Oh, but if you raise any, you need to tell us, too. Yes. So they yeah. can keep track of who's doing what. And see, to me, that's BS. Especially eh, with how we did weak... that with Gigas it's back control. in the early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but here's the thing. But you knew the Wyvern. Gigas were fucking walking nuclear bombs, so... Yeah. And the Wyvern, the wyvern isn't. I mean, look at how many Wyverns we've killed now that they've been showing up at our base. We've killed them repeatedly with only minimum amount of equipment needed. Like, they're not some flying tank in the sky that, you know, you really need to fear. Uh, they don't even have saddles. Like, even a tamed one is still, to me, not a big threat because they don't have saddles. So they don't have the extra armor. They're a lot like wolves. Yeah, they might have great stats, but guess what? They have no armor to protect them. So, guess what? They're not going to take much to kill. It's not going to be like a Rex that has an Ascendant saddle on it. That I'm more terrified of than a Wyvern. Or, heck, a rock elemental. A rock elemental, you can put a saddle on it, you put a Mastercraft saddle on it, that becomes a walking tank. That's terrifying. A wyvern, not so much. That one's more for like, hey guys, look, you can fly through the air and breathe fire. The fire's also detrimental to us. We can't really reliably take that in the battle, because it's not only going to damage the enemy, it's also going to kill us in turn. So, I mean, you get caught in a crossfire, especially being a speed build like myself, guess what? Bye-bye. Uh, indeed, and, you know, I recorded our first reaction 
We saw encountered a wyvern at our doorstep for the first time. And it's our reaction to seeing them now is completely different to that first reaction. We're now more laid back about it for the most part. We're a little tense because we don't want to do any damage, but we just quickly grab the rocket launchers and we go to town. It's not it's not like a Titan. A Titan we're actually a little bit hesitant about going after, even with imprinted gigas, because if it happens to me near a base or you're on bad terrain, you can get SOL'd pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, that Titan knocks you back a little bit and you fall down a rock. And, you know, the Giga stumps still. Guess what? Now it's raged. And now you got a pissed-off Titan and a pissed-off Giga. Indeed. That's a bad day. But on this map, not so much. But we have a plan to deal with the Rock Golems. We have plans to deal with the Argents. Uh, we have we the Whips. To, yeah. yeah. We have the Whips that can uh, unsaddle a rider if we use them correctly, if we've been picked up by an Argent. Also, with the uh, Rock Golem testing, we're using Rock Launchers uh, weaker than our current ones. Yes. It feels so weird fighting this battle without our best gear on the island server we play on. <laughs> it's just so weird. I feel naked without it. But I, I'm also excited I, I, about I, I it, too. I am excited. I'm trying to get myself into the keep myself in a foul mood because I fight better when I'm pissed off. But right now, I'm, I'm like <laughs> giddy over the idea of this fight. <laughs> Same here. It's been a good minute since it's been, you know, back to the old days of what we used to do when ARC first came Here's out. Here's my thing. I, uh, the last time I was this excited for rolling up on a fight was the underwater cave against the Chinese. Because yeah. it was a fight I'd never had before. I've never been without a tribe. I, I joined Pepperidge Farms back, you know, three hours into the server. I was inside of a stone and metal base in under four hours. Kibble within a week. You know, I, I've never been at this uh, starting point before, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I just DC in the middle of nowhere. How about anybody else? Nope. Oh, no. Yeah, and speaking of war preparations, right now, the, the servers have been down for several hours. They finally came back while we were recording. But there, apparently there's been some DDoS attacks going on against Wildcard and the Scorched Earth servers. Which is the worst time for us because we're trying to prep for this fight. If anybody is still uh, able, it's on. If you can get over to where Vivi's base used to be, the wolf's over there on the next to my unconscious body if I'm not logging in quickly enough. So, uh, Stray, yes. how are you feeling going into this fight? Have you had much experience in these kinds of uh, tribal warfares? No, not really at all. Um, I'm excited, though. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, I just kind of am... The type of person where since I haven't really okay, been all in, good. I will, you know, kind of take direction on what would be the best option for me to do and just stick with that. But yeah, I would really like to wipe these guys and get rid of them. Uh, Rachel, the same question to you. Mm. <laughs> well, I know that I'm definitely excited, but uh, I'd, we're going to definitely have to communicate. I'm glad that we're kind of talking about having two separate TSs because I think merging with how many people hydration has, it's just going to be total madhouse. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, Zach, what about you? Oh, what's that? Sorry. I was focusing <laughs> on something on the game. How do you feel going into this fight and given your experience with ARC and ARC PvP? How do you feel about this fight? And Feeling pretty good. Okay. We it's already a man know a few words, people. <laughs> um, Flemmer, um, should things go in our favor and we're able to go back to our original time schedule, you're essentially going to be one of the main proponents behind, or one of the main minds behind this attack. How are you feeling? Uh, it depends on which plan we end up going with. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a change of plan right at the last, you know, on, on the threshold is very, very dangerous. Um, do I think it would be useful to have all of the extra personnel? Yes. But I, I don't know. The 
quick up jumping timetable did not make me very confident. I'm going to do everything in my power to make it succeed. Uh, if we do end up going off on the other time, I think we've got a pretty good chance, but we'll know within the first five minutes of contact. Yeah, we. I very much want to try and convince them to go uh, to let us go back to the original plan. Personally, I I don't want to go with the complete and total well let's just say fuck it and throw in that that, that that has worked before because half of the team was fueled by spite no matter what losses we took we just kept pushing until they gave right uh, but to be we fair we can't Rico, do that here we don't have the resources to fall back on right but to be fair Rico, we were very lucky in those fights as well that is very what very lucky luck skill determination when you're in the middle of, of the shit storm they're all really the same thing all right well we're going to continue gathering up here we'll see how it goes and we'll let you know how it goes in the next episode so it is time to close out episode four of the Archaeologist Digest podcast. Thank you to our participants tonight, and thank you for listening and watching us on YouTube. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you liked what you heard, feel free to like and subscribe to the channel, or follow and like, and like us on SoundCloud or iTunes. So goodbye, and stay alive, survivors. Adios, amigos. Bye. Bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sean D. Knight, and this message is for those of you listening to the Archaeologist Digest podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. I just wanted to inform you that this will be the last episode uploaded to these platforms for a while. I am currently in the process of acquiring the necessary funds to continue uploading to SoundCloud, which is used to upload to iTunes. I will need around $135 to pay for the entire year, which will allow us to post unlimited hours of sound, which means that, if we wanted to, we could post longer podcast sessions. If you would like to help us with paying, you can go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash Sean D. Knight, and click on the support button on the right side of the page where you'll be able to make a donation for any amount. Thank you for listening to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, but fear not, you can still listen to future episodes of the Archaeologist Digest podcast on YouTube where they will continue to be posted. Goodbye and stay alive, survivors.